Thanksgiving week. Well, welcome to it. It's going to be quiet in official Washington and state capitals, uh, but I expect the fallout from the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict to continue, splitting America even further along the Trumpian thought lines of assault rifles, vigilantism, violence, and racism. Congress's continuing investigation of the January 6th insurrection will aggravate the same rift, as will the Supreme Court's expected decisions, expected at least over the next few weeks or possibly months on executive privilege, and striking down New York State's law requiring people seeking licenses to carry handguns in public to show a proper cause. The Supreme Court's going to likely strike it down as violating the Second Amendment. The fault line I'm referring to has by now extended into almost every facet of American lawmaking. The Build Back Better bill, which was passed by the House late Friday night, 220 out of 221 House Democrats voted for it. Every single one of the House's 213 Republicans voted against it. The question is, how can a dramatic re-envisioning of the role of government in Americans' daily lives take root amid such deep and bitter partisanship? Unlike 2010, when Barack Obama and congressional Democrats fumbled the messaging on the Affordable Care Act, Democrats uh, now say they have learned their communications lessons and will set out, beginning this week, to tell voters about the bill. They'll focus on the largest expansion of federal child care assistance in history, free universal pre-kindergarten for all American children ages three and four, Medicare benefits covering hearing services, government for the first time being allowed to negotiate some prescription drug prices, aiming to lower the costs that seniors pay for life-saving medicines such as insulin, and more than $550 billion to combat combat climate change, promoting greener energy and providing new perks for Americans who buy electric vehicles. All these are extraordinarily popular, according to the polls. But will the bill survive an even tougher political fight in the Senate, regardless of communication strategy? A Senate where so-called moderate Democrats, that is, Senator Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema, have expressed skepticism about its cost and scope, and where Republican opposition has hardened even further. It would be one thing if Manchin's and Sinema's reservations were in good faith, but how can they be? Manchin openly frets about the bill's effects on inflation, even though the bill lowers prices for most Americans of child care, drugs, and health care. Cinema says she prefers legislation that's crafted in a bipartisan way. But who is she kidding? Mitch McConnell has made it absolutely clear he's not going to allow a single Republican senator to vote for the bill. The question that keeps haunting me is this. Is an America so deeply divided any longer capable of doing something big for its people other than supporting a giant 
military-industrial complex. The military tab over the next 10 years, not incidentally, is going to be upwards of $8 trillion, and it is not paid for in terms of taxes and revenues already set aside, in sharp contrast with the $2 trillion cost of the House's Build Back Better plan, which will be paid for with tax increases on the wealthy and big corporations. My friends, the deeper and more troubling reality is the depth and bitterness of the division itself in America. We are fast becoming two nations, which is hurting us profoundly. The only beneficiaries are Donald Trump, Vladimir Putin, and Rupert Murdoch, all of whom appear to be doing everything they possibly can to intensify this split. Eager for your thoughts.